The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University podcast, episode 272. Alan, hello. Hello. Looking quite uh, dapper today. Thanks. I, I, I enjoy. I, I dressed like up hat. for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it, but I do uh, feel um, a little disappointed that I don't get to see you in person and that we are doing this via Zoom. But the show yes. must go on. Yeah, we got to do it. You know. And so if the audio is recorded or sounds a little different, that might be why. Yep. We We're can then two different microphones. Complain to Zoom, right? Yeah, well, that's actually the, really the quality of our microphones. I don't think it's the quality of Zoom. Oh, it might be. Well, I, I guess that's uh, a good, good, good point. I just don't want to take responsibility for anything. Of course not. We've got to blame <laughs> everything else. Let's yeah, push responsibility away. That's what parenting is about. That's what yeah, we right. talk about is I don't want to take responsibility for anything. <laughs> um, today's topic, how to get your toddler to listen. Uh, very interesting. Um, you know, one of the things when I was thinking about this was that there's really only or they say that there's only two things for sure in life. It's like a saying, you know, death and taxes. Yeah. Um, but after having a toddler, I feel like they should add a third, which is you are absolutely going to get frustrated by a toddler. Absolutely. Um, it, is a, it is a guarantee. Um, it's one of those things like death and taxes. It's just going to happen. So um, getting a toddler to listen is not easy, but it is possible. And I think, um, so what we're going to do is talk about some things to keep in mind. So I, I've got like five things to keep in mind when you're dealing with a toddler and then five actual strategies to, to help you. And none of them include bribing them with ice cream or candy. That was my default. Yeah, I know. And now, it, it, hey, that might work short term. Like, yeah, you know, that's the last but, resort. But it's not dad university material. Correct. That's, yeah. You, know, you got to do the multiple layers of the dad you. And then once you get to the last one, you're fed up, get the yeah. ice cream. Yep. No, yeah. I'm not saying it's completely off the table. I'm just saying it's not in my top five. <laughs> right. Okay. You know? Good. Good. Um, I, it, it may have happened once or twice. You know, just <laughs> not maybe could admit that. Yeah. So the, the first thing, and these, these are, the, like I said, the first five are just things to keep in mind. These are uh, things and ways that you can that can help you in when dealing with a toddler and getting them to listen. The first one is patience. Yeah. Um, it's really the most important thing when you're dealing with a toddler, you know, because the toddler, if you don't have patience, you're, you're I mean, you have to learn it. It's, it's not even like, it's not like really you have an option. It is something that is going to be forced upon you just because of the way that a toddler is the the speed at which they move the lack of understanding all these things yeah you are just going to have to have patience so that's why that one's number one sure um, it goes for I, almost anybody yeah yeah it's there's just no question and you know realize that if you don't have the patience you you know your toddler is going to win whatever situation you're talking about and it's not like it's not really about winning or losing yeah. um but your toddler will cause you to lose your stuff at some point um, sure. and, and to lose your patience. And, you know, toddlers are extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. it, it, they don't mean to be, <laughs> I mean, it's not like 
it's that intentional. I think part of it is just because we are so, it's so foreign on how to deal with them. And, it, and there's so much frustrations. Um, I've often said like, if well, you can't see on the podcast, but you know, you might be able to see that my, my hair has been, uh, has gotten a little bit more gray over the years. Right. And I attributed that to the stress that I occur that occurred during the toddler years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what you I know. was told by a couple friend of mine. Um, actually, I was talking to my buddy. He's a friend of mine since I was like uh, 12 or something. But his wife got on the phone, on the phone with me. He's like, look, <laughs> Crying. don't deal with a two-year-old. I'm just telling you right now, they drive you absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they do. Speaking. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that's the part. I, I think that you know, we allow it to, to for them to drive us insane because that's, you know, it's our choice how we react. But that's why I said with all of these, if you have these in mind, when you just know going into it, you know, I, I didn't develop much patience. I was sort of forced to. And so looking back, I wish that I had sort of worked on my patience a little bit more prior to having to deal with a toddler. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and to this day, I still, you know, my patience is not very high. People around me will, <laughs> will attest to that. I still work on it. I still meditate. Yeah. Um, you know, I still try to do things that will help me be more patient, but it's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. I would, I don't think I'd ever be categorized as a patient person. <laughs> um, but, but I'm trying, you know, and that's, that's the part. So, I, I mean, I think I could have definitely improved on my patients during the toddler years. So sure, sure. that's the first one. The second one, their brains are still developing. Um, yeah. As much as, you know, we often will think that we've got like this little genius in front of us and, you know, we, we, we feel like because they can talk or they, that we can relate to them and they're interacting with us that they somehow can understand things the same way that an adult does. And the truth is, is that they just don't. They process information so much slower than we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, forget about understanding what we're saying, just the processing of the information. Yeah. And what will happen is that we will bark orders or have instruction and we don't get a response mm -hmm. and we don't get a response right away. And we think that they heard us like they may even have acknowledged us. And we think that they made the decision not to listen to us. Yeah. And now, I mean, I'm not saying that that can't happen, but they only know so many words. They only know so much information. It just, it takes longer for them to process it. So one of the techniques that I've, I've recommended is you just wait a little bit longer when you ask for something or, you know, you're interacting with them and, and before yeah. you take action. So, you know, an example that I gave was um, we, I was, my son was in the bath and I was like, you know, okay, time to get out of the bath mm -hmm. and waited like 10 seconds mm -hmm. and there's no response. And then like second, on the 12th second, he gets up out of the bath. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. You actually did hear me. It just, <laughs> and so what that does is we don't wait long enough because we, we're impatient. Sure. And so we'll say the command. We wait a couple seconds, and then we're like, hey, they didn't listen to us. They're not obeying us. And so we say it again. Right. You know, as they get a little bit older, yes, they're just ignoring us. But <laughs> – when they're a little bit younger, they just aren't processing that information. Like it's well. literally so, happening in their head at the moment. It's taking yeah. longer than the average person or yeah. uh, the average adult. Yeah, it's not intentional. It's right. just it just takes longer. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and we realize like, oh, they did hear us. <laughs> they just, <laughs> they just, you know, and we're usually too impatient to wait to see what happens. And yeah. so, you know, we, we need to be a little bit more patient with that, which was number one. Sure. Um, the third tip, uh, repeat, repeat, and repeat. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is something that really gets to parents, I think, is because you feel like you say something a thousand times. Yeah. And a toddler really requires that repetition. Um, you know, because their brains are developing, they just, they don't recall things as well as we think that they should or that we do. Yeah. And so you need to repeat things over and over and over again. And that's just, you know, from the instructions of like, okay, this is our nighttime routine. Well, we've done this 400 times now. Yeah. Um, it feels like you should know it. You know, it, <laughs> right. it's, it's been a year and a half. We yeah. do it every night, the same right. thing. It hasn't, hasn't And sometimes changed. they get it, but, right. but it's, it's always amazing when they forget. Like, what do we do next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what, what's, what's after brushing teeth? Well, I don't know. Look at the chart. I don't know. Yeah. Me telling you to brush your teeth. Right. <laughs> That's you tell me the answer. Yeah, yeah. You tell me the answer. What is next? <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I, eventually like the repetition sets into memory, but um, you know, it's just, you'll, you'll know if you know that you're going to have to repeat it, then, you know, you'll just be more understanding and get a little less frustrated when you have to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it versus just, you know, like I said, that, that frustration that comes with that thinking that they're just not listening to you. Right. So, uh, number four, having realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to remember that a toddler's only been here for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, I mean, just think about it. Like they've only been on earth (laughs) and, and their brain has only understood words for a very short time. Yeah. And so, you know, and by realistic expectations, I mean, you have to lower your expectations. Um, Yeah. I mean, it it trips me out, like with, uh, especially with kids. And I remember being a kid thinking an hour took a long time. One hour was a long time. And it's because I was only alive for a certain period of time. So that's (laughs) actually a bigger percentage of my life. It's than very, it is now true. you know very so it's, it's a weird exponential thing i'm sure it has something to do with physics <laughs> but yeah i mean that that phase of a child uh, you know the toddler phase god they i mean they are learning so much yeah you know they're just words and alphabet numbers and speech and habits and i mean so many many things and, and we are learning too as parents i mean you yeah. know you you've gone through this little you know newborn honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden things change like they they're mobile they're talking they're trying to you know do things and 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 it it can be challenging that's Mm -hmm. it it is very challenging and so you know we're learning how to deal with these little people um you know and so it, it it can be much more enjoyable when you put that in perspective you know when you have lower expectations you're, you just, you're not expecting them to be quiet and to understand and to do all, you know, and behave exactly right. And like, yeah. you know, it's not giving it up and just saying, well, a toddler's a toddler. It's kind of like that, you know, boys will be boys. That doesn't mean it's okay. Sure. Um, but it, it definitely helps explain things. Um, and, and I think, 
I look back too, and that's kind of you know why where these all came from is that I do wish I had a little bit more realistic expectations. You know, going to a restaurant and thinking that the toddler is going to sit there and be quiet the whole time, or right. it's going to sit in their chair and not not want to move around. It just it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work, and so you have to you have to back off a little bit, otherwise you're going to go crazy. You know, <laughs> right. like I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and you know it's it's easy. As I said, it's easy to look back now. I mean, um, because I I had pretty high expectations, yeah. and you know I would suggest that they you know for people listening to to change that you know don't have such high expectations at that, at that young of an age. Well, right. at any at any age for that sure. matter. But that's a different topic. Right. Um, so number five, don't take it personally. Um, it, it often feels like the toddler's defiance um is personal like they're really out to get you and like they are actually providing like a personal attack on you and that's why they're not listening like they're out to get you and it could be farther from the truth i mean they're not they're not trying to upset you they're not trying to get back at you they they don't even know what's going on they're just trying to figure out this world yeah. they uh and, and your you know your instructions and your words are complicated so they're, they're just trying to figure it out. And dad's a really big guy too. He's tall. He's loud. He's got a deep voice. He's, yeah. he's scary. Yeah. You know? And so it's just, it, it, that's the part that it's hard. You, you have to just not take it personally. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it, and that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. I mean, to, to, to feel like the defiance of them saying no or talking back to you or doing whatever. It's like you, you take this as like a personal attack and it's not. Right. Yeah. So those are five things to just, you know, kind of keep in mind um, as you go through, um, you know, and trying to get your toddler to listen to you more. The next five things are actual specific techniques to use to get them to listen. So other ones were just to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. These are things that are actually tactics, you know, to use to do that. So the first one is to get down to their level. Um, so I just mentioned, you know, you look scary, you're loud, you're yeah. a big guy and, and you probably look really big to them. And so when you squat down, you become a little less intimidating mm-hmm. and they are more inclined to warm up to you versus being scared or just feeling overwhelmed. So you're actually getting down to their level. And yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't mean bending over, you know, when you bend right. over to the child, they still are looking up, they still yeah it's like you're hovering over them. But when you get down to their level, it's a little less intimidating. You know, right. you're actually squatting down on your knees. So you got to do some, some exercises if you're having some knee issues. Yeah. Um, it does take some, <laughs> some physicality <laughs> to do that. Um, but you know, your toddler thrives on connection and getting down to their level is an act of connection. That's, you know, You're trying to put your hand, you can try to put your hand on their shoulder, um, holding their hand, any of that, you know, those are all things that help them feel connected. But, and so, cause when they feel connected and you're down at their level, they're more inclined to listen to you. Yeah. That's just, you know, I mean, we do that as adults, you know, if you feel more connected, you're going to listen. Yeah. And that's how, you know, young toddlers and young people feel connected is by, not feeling intimidated and feeling physical close to you and doing that. So that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, number two, simple words, use simple words. So, 
An example might be, you know, what not to do. Here's what, here's what not to do is, you know, please go put on your pajamas, brush your teeth before you go to bed, you know, et cetera. You're, you're having these long sentences. You could have just said pajamas. That's it. You just say one word. <laughs> yeah. You say pajamas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, if, if somebody's listened to us in the past, I mean, I, I've talked about like sort of asking questions, you know, what are you going to do next? But if you are providing that instruction to them, you know, you'd say pajamas and then, okay, what's next? Or you would say brush teeth, you know, bed. Like you yeah. really don't need to say many words. They know what that means. Yeah. Brush teeth, bed, pajamas. Like, yeah. And so, you know, keeping the simple words makes it easier for them to understand and they can process what you're saying. Because as we talked mm -hmm. about in the beginning, they have difficulty processing. It takes a lot longer. So the, the least or the less amount, less, less words you have, yeah. the easier it is, is, you know, going to be to process it. So it's just, you know, that's, that's something to keep in mind. Just use less words. Caveman. It's like sure. a cave person. Yeah. Um, you know, and you'll be fine. Um, third thing, provide options. Mm. So this is where this comes in really handy. And this worked well with my children is that toddlers can be pretty defined. You know, they're, they're, they're saying no a lot. And part of that is that they are pushing their boundaries and trying to understand their surroundings. I mean, it's a totally normal thing for them to just be like, no, no, you know, whatever. It doesn't even matter what you say. They say no. Yeah. Um, and part of that is, is that they don't feel in control. They are, when you ask them to do something, they're in control by saying no. Right. So what you can do is you can ask them to make a choice. And as a result of that, they still feel, they feel like they're in control mm -hmm. and you can still get to the place or get them to do what it is that you need. So I'll, I'll give you an example. It might help, you know, help, help, help illustrate it. Um, you're at the park and maybe you say, you know, it's time to leave. Can you walk over with me to the car? And the toddler says, no. I mean, they, they made the decision. You asked and they, they told you, <laughs> right. they told you an answer. You made the mistake of asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you tried a different way, you give them a choice. So you'd say, hey, would you rather walk to the car regular or walk backwards? Mm. So in that instance, you know, or would you rather hop? You know, I mean, either yeah. way, you know. Sure. Um, it, they're, they're fine with either choice. You know, you yeah. give them two choices. So would you rather walk backwards or rather hop, you know? And if the child is like really smart and they're like, well, I don't like either of those and say, well, those are the options. You know? <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> those are the options we have. We can either hop or we can walk. We can't do anything else. Um, <laughs> but you know, most of the time it takes a while for the kids to get that smart. Sure. You're giving them the option and they get to feel like they're in control. And that's the important part is that feeling of control. Um, so that's how you do it. You just, you allow them, you, you're fine with either choice. Yeah. You know, and we did this all the time, getting upstairs, getting out of the bath, playing a game, watching TV, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it, it kind everything of, to your is your point. It, it gives them a choice. At the end, Correct. Like you said, because that's why they started knowing the first because They don't have one. Yeah. Or they, yeah. that position of power is like, oh, I get to make a decision. 
Right. Yeah. 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 The ability for them to make a decision is, is powerful because they feel like they're in control. Right. So, all right. Uh, number four, you tell them what to do instead of what not to do. Yeah. I know we've talked about this so, before. Yeah. Seriously. So yeah. Your toddlers may be running on the sidewalk. Um, you don't want them like you're running down the street. And so mm-hmm. normally uh, you would yell, stop running, mm-hmm. you know, stop, no running or something like that. You'd say, stop, no running. But what your toddler heard was running. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your toddler doesn't, again, they're, they're having trouble interpreting. Think of it that way. Yeah. So what you would say is walk. Yeah. You tell them what to do instead of what not to do. Yeah. Um, toddlers and grown men do better with specific instructions. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it's uh, funny that tactic worked. I was, and I, and in, unintentionally did it. It was with a, um, a, a former student of mine and I met at the uh, mall, local mall around the corner from where we live, where we, where I worked. And um, the, her child was taking the sawdust from the tree area and putting it on the ground uh, on the sidewalk area where people are walking. It's an outdoor mall, by the way, for people right. not familiar how California malls are. Um, and I was like, Hey, um, cause she was saying, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And I go, what about you do it over here? And I just showed him, it was in the exact same spot where he picked it up from, but I was just showing him like right, right next to where he picked it up from. He could do the same thing he was doing just right. in that spot. And he totally caught on. He's like, all right, sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? I mean, he didn't say that, but he was, he, he was only like, I don't know, three or something like right. that, three, four years old. And, uh, and, and she goes, Oh, she started looking at, she laughed at me. She's like, Oh, you're telling them what to do instead of what not to do. I was like, yeah, totally. So it's yeah, totally no, it's a perfect example. It, yeah. It's it, that, that works. It's, you know, just letting them know what to do. Um, you know, another example would be like, you know, a child's hitting, mm-hmm. um, you know, what maybe we, we normally would just say no, or we'd say, which, I mean, that can work, but you, you make the association, um, and maybe like they're hitting the dog or something like that. You know, yeah. you can, they're hitting a, an animal and instead you grab their hand and you say soft, Mm-hmm. soft you know so instead of no because they're not re- they may not even understand it you, t- you show them what to do and so you're you know you take their hand and, and just do nice soft yeah and it was my mother who showed us that and, and it worked with our kids I mean absolutely because my like my son hit in the beginning you know and didn't know and so we would say no 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 soft and we put our hands on our face like really really soft and nice mm-hmm. and he just stopped stopped hitting <laughs> you know like you just realize like, no, no, I'm supposed to do this soft. Of course, you then want to touch your face. Yeah. Um, so that, that works, just doing that. Um, then the fifth thing, positive reinforcement. Um, we are very good at catching our children doing things wrong. But it's really important to catch them doing things that they were supposed to do and mentioning it. Yeah. And, you know, something, I mean, it's simple. I really appreciate the way you just listened. Yeah, you know, that was really helpful. Um, it's it's something that when you reinforce it, they are going to repeat that behavior. You know, hey, when I told you to leave the park and you came over to me, that really helped us leave on time. Right. You know, and thank you for doing that. And what happens is, is they are inclined to repeat the behavior after getting a positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't believe me. Think about it as an adult where your spouse says something that they really appreciated or something that you did for them. You know, you wash their car 
and she, and yeah. she just goes crazy like oh my gosh you know you washed your my car that was so amazing like you'll wash the car again yeah. you know or something yeah. you know whatever it is when you get that reinforcement it, it you want to do it again because you want to be praised like that yeah um so overall, I mean, it, here's the thing. It's like people are get, you know, people get very, very frustrated with toddlers, but I just think that there's some things to keep in mind that help. You know, these are all those five reminders and then also the tips. So I would love to hear some feedback from people and, and, and kind of maybe whether it's the difficulties they've had with their toddler or even maybe some of these strategies that they've tried and how they've worked. So Alan, if anyone has any comments, suggestions, uh, feedback, what should they do? They should email us, podcast at daduniversity.com, or maybe hit us up on our social media networks. That'll be daduniv and most of them. Um, go to the YouTube channel and actually make some comments on the video section there uh, and subscribe to that network. Jason has a lot of great videos that are even just outside of the podcast. And uh, if you do nothing else, please go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now and subscribe and leave a thumbs up and a five-star review or, or some comments there. It really helps perpetuate the show and share it with your friends. All right. Well, as always, as always Alan, thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time. See you next time.